All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, intro. Oh, we're episode... No, I don't feel like we've started yet. Don't feel like we've started yet. <laughs> You're not coughed enough. What, what, <laughs> what makes the start? What makes a start? What makes? What's your biggest fear? I was thinking about this today, actually, and I, I, I um, I, I, I don't know. Just thinking about fear. I did, yeah. Start well, I was the- trying to think because, like, Vix has got really obvious stuff, like she's scared of spiders. And I was like, well, there must be a way to kind of get over fears. And I was like, well, how would I go over my fears? I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm not like one of these people like, I'm not scared of anything, but I just haven't really found it yet. I guess, like, well, if I'm being suspended from heights, maybe I'm uncomfortable. But, like, I wouldn't say I'm, it's strong enough to say I've got a fear of heights. Well, people say you need to get over fears, but I think that's like, the, they, they see fear as a negative, don't they? And they they see that, like, you need to not be afraid anymore. Well, but, like, there's paralyzing fear, and then there's, like, adrenaline fear, which is yeah. like, if you see a spider and you're scared of spiders, maybe you'll become much more agile. That's the thing, though. Like, does it spur you into action, or does it make you fall over yourself and smash your head on a coffee table? That's like two different types, isn't it? Like, you, yeah. you could be afraid for your life, and that can make you fight harder to maintain your life. Yeah, it's a good thing. But then there's people, yeah, get paralyzed with fear, and paralyzing fear is useless to everybody. So, yeah. overcome that, but embrace fear. Just like it heightens all your senses, makes you all. Wish I was afraid of stuff. Well, I've always I've good. always considered like as far as the fight or flight thing, I've always considered myself very flighty. Like I don't think I'm a I'm a confrontational person in particular. So like I think I would I you... would I'd go so far as like I'd protect my family and protect people I love and stuff like that. But like in a situation in a situation where it's like well I can either fight this thing or I can run away and no one else it doesn't really affect anyone else i'd just run away how did you ever get a mortgage i'm standing and fighting for this mortgage it doesn't, it doesn't come up on the run con- run on away the <laughs> they ask you, stuff you need about three proofs of uh, reference one bit about a bear yeah <laughs> well, like, well what you need fire insurance fire run something like that i don't know yeah well that's Oh, so you're not, you know, I think you've got any biggest fears. You've been thinking about your fear, but no fears. I'm such a big man that I'm just like, I'm not scared of anything, but I can't think of anything that's like... I could help. I could help. I could try and give you a couple of plagues of different types of animals. Okay. A plague of gulls, and then just see... (laughs) This is fine. You know, go through the different tier lists of animals. Yeah. A plague of rhino. This is inconvenient. <laughs> not funny, not scary, but inconvenient. Yeah, just just a lot more traffic. Uh, did you think you'd be afraid if you were hunted for sport? Yeah, I've thought about that. I thought uh, that would be quite a fun thing to do. <laughs> it's just, I don't, but I think it's, I don't know how much you'd get along with it. Like, even if I was like, oh, you know, I'll sort out your calendar, and st- you got like a week, and let's get like ten people and be like, look, we're get like, turn up at your door. Hi, Steve, we're going to hunt you for sport. <laughs> Um, over the next seven days, we'll give you a head start of an hour. Stag, stag, stag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see how soon happens, and then. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know how. You, so yeah, it could be. A, could be. A, so maybe we'll hunt Steve for sport. Yeah, so this is like episode, uh, like actually, two, three, but like or like paintballs or like how far how far would you take it? Because I'm I'm assuming that you wouldn't be looking to commit murder. In Not which murder, case, manslaughter. Well, 
That's the thing. If I thought my <laughs> life was in peril, then maybe. Yeah. But like, I don't think you'll kill me. The kill. Right, so yeah, it'll be like, will. And I don't even think we'll you'll torture me. Down. I think you'd go out of your way to scare me, but I don't think you'd you'd try and hurt me or torture me in a serious way. Right. If there was one of those spinning wheels that you <laughs> attach people to and throw knives, I'd throw one knife. I don't know whether that means I'd like to kill you or not. But, like, I guess on the wheel, there's, like, a 50% chance that it'll miss. Yeah. So, like, maybe 50% I want to murder you? I don't know. Yeah. Be too funny not to throw, not to throw one knife. You have to throw one knife at least. <laughs> like, from behind or something stupid like that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, maybe not hunt for murder then. We have to hunt for something that you're afraid to lose. Your virginity. Ten people. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a very different Steve. version. Of We're going to hunt you for gang rape. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been trying to... I've heard there's a YouTube algorithm thing where you need to behave yourself within the first ten minutes. Don't say any swear words. Don't oh. do anything like this. And we've opened up. We're, we're going to hunt Steve for gang rape. <laughs> So I guess that's uh, week three of trying to. We we'll just play like just play like a five minute song at the start, and then the gang rape song. No, no, no! Like just, <laughs> just like lift music or something, and then just cut yeah. into the gang rape bit, and you'll you'll have missed the first ten minutes. Yeah. What about like we sent like a, a, a beloved possession into space, something that you didn't want in space, <laughs> like my Your wife. wife, for example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd I'd protest that. I'd make a make a placard yeah. and be like, "Don't send my wife to space." Um, what if we <laughs> What if we dyed your skin a color? I, I, good. I saw a, I saw a trailer for a film, um, and like <laughs> it was like it was a, it was a big serious film, like a space thing on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's just come out, um, and the basic premise is like there's three people that get sent into space and then there was a janitor stuck behind a vent <laughs> and he was like he was like knocked unconscious yeah, yeah yeah and then like the, the, he falls out of the thing like unconscious and they're like oh i wonder how long he's been here and then <laughs> and then he comes to and he looks outside and just sees earth <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that much of the trailer. I, I didn't see that it, it was a janitor and he was just a kind of like all right guy. So yeah, he was just an engineer, like and like he wasn't meant to be in space, and now he's in space, and it's been played as this really serious thing. But I was like, that's fucking hilarious. It's like, okay, t- I, I just, I was just here to fix a coffee machine, and there's Earth. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, all my family are, are <laughs> yeah. over there. And he was, that's the thing. He was like, I need to get home. I need to get home. Like, you, this is a three-year mission. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like it could be a laugh, but hey. If well, I think like, it was um, Stowaway think, or something like that. Yeah, I meant that sounds like the blurb I read for Stowaway anyway. But yeah, there's a few like space shows that are meant to be serious but always feel like they're bad obviously the martian was like a comedy thing yeah there was another martian was great. netflix star um, like space travel thing that was just like when does why is this is this is so strange it's a really weird genre to make work at the moment i think mm. 
because it's yeah, just felt. I think there was like a it was a manned mission to Mars or something like that, right? A Netflix show, and it felt it, for some reason. I remember it kind of crumbling and being like, "This has gotten really weird all of a sudden." I don't know. Maybe I guess people always have to have horror as space most of the time, or <sighs> science, not drama. Well, I mean, I guess it, like the overarching theme is always like kind of science. But for the most part, even that, it's not because they're they're asking you to make like a somewhat intellectual leap by where they're like, look, we know this isn't possible now, but here's a point where it is possible. Just go with it. Yeah, um, this janitor fell asleep, survived ten G force <laughs> yeah. rocket launch, with no training, <laughs> then woke up floating in space. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, it seems to be a difficult one to work with, fair enough. But yeah, we're at this episode, we've started now. Yeah. We've started now. It was episode 238. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a, you know, you can see our ugly faces. If you're just listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever the fuck you listen, wherever the hell, heck, wherever the heck you're listening, then we're also on YouTube if you want to give us a shout. Uh, we've got a website, we've got social media, do some work and figure it out yourselves. Oh. Can't be asked to, to link him. Yeah, so... Apart from contemplating fear, how are you, Steve? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Now, to be honest, I've copied and pasted these from last week because you didn't ask me. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. So this week is very much <laughs> just a repeat of last week. Um, I'm just doing the same again. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've only made a couple of notes and I'm trying to remember what they mean. Um, oh, um, yeah. So, like, uh, you'll understand, like, you'll understand what I mean when I say this because I think we've had this conversation before where we both get into the same mindset um and it's a week out of date now but i've 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 flicked the switch it's 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 flicked it's in the other right direction with as far as like all the all the health shit and all the all the gym shit and all of that stuff it's it's officially on like it's not half on it's not like a dimmer switch where it's like it's 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 like oh, I'll just go a bit and just just it's like on everything is yeah. fucking like burning full fuel like I've been every single day since they reopened mm. so far and I feel fucking great. Um, yeah, it's good. And um, like all the all the all the food and the diet and mm. everything, I just like asparagus. Uh, I haven't had any this week, um, but I'm back on the kiwis, so that's good. Kiwis, yeah. all right. Kiwis are good. I, I, right, I, I went to this. I, I had a really unsatisfying moment just before I had this because I was I was on I I was swimming and I'd gotten like thirty lengths done, and on my thirty fourth I was like I really want a banana, and so so then I spent another ten lengths just thinking about a banana, and then I went to the shop on the way home here knowing that I had the podcast at like quarter past, so I just. Um, and they had no bananas. All they had was pears. And I was like, I, I don't want a pear at all. And they ended up just buying chicken legs and being like, this isn't a banana. Like, chicken legs? I, chi- well, they were cooked. <laughs> they were cooked. They were on offer. Um, but like, I did, and I've, I, it's only when I'm kind of properly in, it was, it was kind of bittersweet because it's only when I'm properly kind of in like a health kick or health mode that I start craving stuff like that. Right. Whereas before it'd be like, I don't know, crisps or just... Muesli. Yeah, maybe. I've never craved muesli. No, but you're a banana fan. 
Oh yeah, definite banana, fruit, sugar, everything fan. Yeah. Big banana fan to be fair. I could probably <laughs> eat, but I eat bananas every day. But no, yeah, it's yeah, it's so cravings. Yeah, yeah. When you start craving stuff properly, always have a banana before you swim. It's the law, in it's, my opinion. Yeah, I, I I didn't. I just didn't. Um, all the, I read once that all the energy you require for an intense weight workout is in one banana. Oh. So everyone is like, I mean, maybe a marathon is different. <laughs> yeah. it's like a marathon, they I'm say prepared. eat pasta. Or okay. a whole weekend camping, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but yeah, so I read that. And so whenever I go to the gym for stuff, I usually have like at least uh, a, a single banana to get a started. Banana. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just a thing. Like I, I, I went to food shopping recently and all the loose bananas were done. They're all gone. I had to buy like the packaged organic bananas like some kind of wealthy aristocrat yeah well it and, suits uh, your new a lifestyle suits your new uniform yeah well i'm a grown-up now yeah it's grown yeah. up got a tie got a shirt yeah i thought once maybe shirts were cooler as in like less hot uh but, yeah uh, i don't think so it's deceptive in it because you're like well it's just a it's just a very thin layer but no, it's it's horrible. It always reminds me of just being in an office, so it immediately makes me hot and disappointed. Um, always good to be hot and disappointed. Yeah. Oh, uh, a, a, a second point. Uh, I was having a, I've been having a go at um, at self indoctrination. Uh, do, do you f- self indoctrination? Self indoctrination. Well, I was trying to think, and like it's a it's a very Try positive to be thing. With yourself. But as with all the positive things in my life, it starts from a ne- very negative place, which is like I um. All of, you know, all of this, all of this woke shit. Oh yeah, the woke stuff. The woke shit. And like, where you're looking at it and being like, I don't know why you believe what you believe. And I don't know where you get the, what point it has in like actual reality. I don't know how you convince yourself of all of this stuff that just does not exist and does not happen. Um, And the only thing, and, and, and it came down to, kind of um, to indoctrination. It's like, well, they're obviously kind of like indoctrinated with these ideas, with this new lens that, that they then see the world through. And in a positive way, that's how affirmations work. And I've never fucked with affirmations before. I've never looked at it. It always seemed a bit too kind of like, I don't know. Um, it, it, was, it, it always seemed, it was the kind positive, of... Too positive. Yes, it was the kind of like self-motivating stuff that I didn't really believe in. Because I'm always like really kind of scientific based and all of that. I mean, like X plus Y equals Z and whatever. And there's nothing in there that says that's got anything to do with affirmations and positive thinking and all of that. But you you eat kiwis. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. But intellectual indoctrination is a thing and it clearly works. It works in the modern day with the woke shit. It's always worked in the past with every fucking horrific regime that's ever happened. Like, it's obviously something that works. So, like, affirmations must... There must be some kind of root in it that works. So I've I, I devised, like, a few for, like, different parts of my life, and I've repeated them to myself every, like, every, every few hours <laughs> for the last... Uh, for, for the last two weeks. And I'm not going to divulge exactly what they are, because I feel like if I do... And someone's like, oh, that's a bit fucking stupid or whatever. Then it will just lose its power. It just dampens the experiment. Well, 
I mean, you've already accidentally leaked that every day you're trying to figure out what terrifies you. Something out there is terrifying, and I don't know what it is. That's a weird affirmation, <laughs> but maybe it works. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I afraid of modest mouse? I don't know. Just... <laughs> Try that. See if I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> but did, did you ever fuck with affirmations and stuff like that? Like you're a very like kind of positive thinking kind of person, though. Yeah, I think I probably. Uh... Have done it subconsciously anyway. Like I mean, I'm, I, I don't necessarily. I don't have an ego, but I definitely have confidence. So like, I probably do tell myself I'm brilliant quite a lot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, but <laughs> yeah. th- th- just like to accentuate the positive. Yeah. <clears throat> so if something good does happen, then I'm I'm definitely more. Cl- yeah, definitely a bit more zoned in. So I guess I probably I definitely look for the affirmative more than I look for the negative. Yeah. So I think that's probably has an effect kind of thing of always trying to look, look how amazing, like if you have, if there's a funeral and it's terrible and I've been able to find something funny in it, I'd be like, that was a really great funeral. Yeah. That's probably a a, a way of doing it probably. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, th- I think over time it, and assuming, assuming it works, which I'm pretty sure it does. I assume over time it basically just forms a new lens with which you see things through. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't change the world around you. It just changes how you see it. Well, take something like um, uh, I know a lot of people. I like change, right? I like chaos. I like change. So, like, if I see something, ne- let's say it was body image, right? I remember when I was like a teenager, I was focused on trying to get a specific type of body. I would always see like, oh, I look worse in this area today, but that's good because I could work on that tomorrow. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of people would see it and then just like use that as a reason to collapse. Yeah. And be like, well, there's no point doing anything because that's happened. And I I mean, that's the same thing as like, uh, I had a new thought of, because um, uh, the uh, you know, people are doing comedy events again now. And I had a thought of like, oh, actually, I've always been trying to figure out what to talk about. And I think what's quite funny is, maybe i'm a human being maybe i think i used to think that i was like this serial killer looking axe wielding murderer aggressive dark bastard but like if you were to look at the first thing i thought about was um since the pandemic's over i'm thinking about getting my life back together and it's the same thing that we have of like right well like you say go to the gym if i do if i do it every day then it's great if i start my day good then it's great but if i do one thing wrong and i ruined the streak then it's all over mm. yeah it's like oh no, fine then no i'm just not gonna bother well then i'm gonna do this and this and it's cascade into this kind of self-destructive kind of well, not even self-destructive but you ruin that momentum to kind of get better yeah and i think that's probably the same thing it's just like uh yeah you you need to either look at a setback or a either look at something as a challenge and being able to overcome it and looking forward to work on it or if you haven't got a positive, affirmative kind of outlook, yeah. you kind of look towards the, well, I'm going to nosedive then. That's the thing. Was, there was something I was um, that I've been trying to do. Um, and it's, it's, really, it's, it's, it's really simple on the face of it, but it's, it was something that Jocko said and that he, people used to come to him when he was in, when he was in, the, in the Marines. And we're like, look, we've got this, this, and this. this all, all this bit has gone wrong. And his immediate response was, good. Because it, that will allow us to work on this, this, and this. That means that we were weak here, so now we know we can strengthen that. And it's, I think it is that. And it's not, it's not the same as positive thinking, I don't think. I think that is a bit too a wishy-washy kind of 
way of putting it. It's just it's like problem it's, solving. It's proactive. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Good. Well, that's identified this. So so now we can work on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but in, yeah, there's definitely a mentality of some people and people at different stages in life where they just don't want to fix up. They want the solution to a problem and not to work on the problem. Mm. And so whenever a problem comes up, they go, well, there's no, this isn't the solution, so I'm just going to stop. Yeah. And I think that's... Uh, uh, you can overcome that by, I guess, a kind of affirmation style of thinking mm. of being like, no, now I'm going to work on how to deal with this situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, and then they tell lots of people it's always good to have positive reinforcement, which I guess is probably true. Yeah, I plus guess. it it stops you being um, it's there's that so there's there's a certain inevitability of, uh, of 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 a way of thinking where you're like, well, if you think that you're if that that you're a fat slob, then you'll just be a fat slob. Like if you yeah. if if you so if you if you get into a weight rack and you look at a set and you and you you look at it and be like I can't fucking lift that then you won't lift it. Yeah. Like but it's I, not I, to I, say you should fucking hurt yourself, but you've got to have a certain kind of no I can do that even if you th- we need if, to have a drive. Yeah. Even right, even you if you to, think you need to give yourself a purpose. Yeah. Even if you think you'll fail, it doesn't mean go out and do something stupid, but it means you've got to there's there's got that that side of it. The, of of uh, that's that positive thinking sort of side of it has to be there in order for you to achieve kind of long term. Yeah, you need to have a goal. You need to be able to. You need to be working on achieving that goal. I think. I mean, like I've been uh, going to the uh, gym recently, and it's been rough because I can't um, achieve uh exhaustion because either the like i'm I'm swimming at the moment because i can't really do much else and it's either too busy for us for a good swim and i mean like yeah if i can swim constantly for an hour and push myself for an hour i'll feel exhausted Mm. but i can't because either it's too busy or i'm in too much pain this like my fingers and hands are you know from this weird i don't think it's joint pain anymore it feels like nerve pain or whatever yeah but like i just can't use my hands after a little while so i'll go to the gym to be like right i need to expend some energy and i'll come out after like 20 minutes of swimming and be like i i know that it was beneficial for me to go but i don't feel like i've I've still got more energy to expand. I need to figure out a new way of doing it. Yeah. And I, it rec- occurred to me that that's how some people do exercise and do the gym. You know, they'll go to the gym to, you know, to walk or something, to just to do just some to exercise, do not yeah. to push themselves. Yeah. And if it's very strange for me to get used to that, because obviously, like, over time, the assumption is I can, I'll either get used to hands being in pain while swimming or it will just kind of lessen as it kind of goes on. But the yeah, I'm so used to going to do something with a specific purpose and then achieving that and leaving. Yeah, and then well, doing it with swimming is like, oh, I just can't. That's just it's, it's just it's just a different mindset, isn't it? Because, I mean, the fact that there are quote unquote disabled athletes proves that that method is possible because they they hit that wall and yeah. just fucking drove it till the wheels fell off and just like I'm the, 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 now I'm at the fucking Olympics. Fuck you. Like they 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 had they had that same situation, um, so yeah. I, but like likewise, I've worked through injuries before and stuff like that. But I've ne- nothing nothing ever long term. 
Yeah. Well, it, but the, the big strange thing was just, yeah, it was just I came out and being like, I would, you know, I'm not, I haven't achieved what I went in to achieve. So I think that's the, there's a deeper mindset of me when I've got something that I, well, I want to do. It's kind of a bit structured in terms of I need to get that done. And it felt like it wasn't done. Yeah. Even if I swim for half an hour, I'm like, I should be tired, but I don't feel like I'm tired enough. So I think there's... To round it out, I think yeah, there's a there's a deeper affirmation side of like trying to, of, of a drive to try and get something done mm. that probably benefits lots of people, and it's weird when things are done passively because like, yeah, I think if you went to the gym just to do something, I feel like that's kind of passive exercise, and I can't really do that. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with everything. I, that's why I can't connect with most people because most people I think are doing things passively if they're going to enjoy a sandwich it's going to be a passive sandwich isn't it yeah it's not going to be like this is the best sandwich well i th- i think if you're if you're going to if you're going to the gym like the way you've done it before is to go and to see progress but if your body's being unpredictable from day to day it's difficult to measure that progress no but if you're able to just be exhausted when you leave mm. like that just being the objective yeah i mean there's some people who like you know they just go on they go to the gym to run for 45 minutes mm. and they do that for a year and it's like well after a, a couple of weeks that 45 minutes is going to be easier yeah so why not make it more difficult no that's I do, that's all i want to do like right. okay you're not going to get much out of it get, it's a it is a drug at the end of the day so mm. i think you know trying to hit that is always a I think, but I'm a addict probably in many different things. Yeah, hula hoops, you know, <laughs> skydiving. Probably, love I hula don't know. Hoops. Fucking, they don't do even the massive bags aren't massive enough. You know what I mean, <laughs> the world's crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's a weird hula hoop salute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you're doing affirmations. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So yeah, I think that I think uh, it's pr- it's probably good for everyone to do them. I can't think of a situation where I've done them properly, but I think I probably did it quite young and it's kind of, I still do them subconsciously or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Much better than people saying like negative, negaformations. I don't know. Like, you know, trying oh. to break yeah. yourself down. Yeah. Sorry, your your call was breaking there. Yeah, got a little bit of lag there. But yeah, so yeah, affirmations and uh, pondering fears. Anything else going on in Steve World? Uh, no, that's it for Steve World. Just fucking hard on the the hard on the workouts and everything. It's going well. Hard on the workout. How long are you going? Um, well, at the minute it's been sort of, and I don't think I don't think this is going to change. I think the just the volume and the and the actual uh, program is going to change. But it's been about between an hour and twenty to an hour and a half um each each gym session with like uh uh, which is every other day and then in between that um is uh an hour swim Mm -hmm. so like i'm at least fly i'm at least there every day now just breaststroke just just to loosen up um like i don't i don't hit it hard i don't hit it to the point where it's like like i'm doing like high intensity stuff it's just it's, it's it's just jogging without the fucking knee issues yeah i started to get bored of breaststroke and i still massively struggle with front crawl yeah it seems more knackering so i'm like oh yeah i'll do like one length of breaststroke and then one length of front crawl yeah until i can get to front crawl all the way and i'll be one of those really elite people 
Yeah. Who can front crawl for an hour. <laughs> yeah, then, no, then, like, that. I see those psychopaths. It's, I, I don't yeah. understand. Well, it's, it's the same as people running marathons and shit, isn't it? It's just... Oh, I just don't. It's 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 exhausting. I get like half a length done. And be like, I'm 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 drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs> you just get used to it. I think same. Yeah. Yeah, same with running, right? You, once you can run for ten minutes, you can run for thirty pretty quickly after that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it just takes off. Yeah, it's just learning how to breathe underwater. All that and stuff. Speaking of uh, positive affirmations, we got mm. some positive news this week. Uh, a children's author was shot and beaten to death by a neighbour after he was convinced the victim was a spy working for Vladimir Putin to spread COVID-19. <laughs> this was in the Positive UK. news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in the UK. I was like, this is... Jesus Christ. Uh, Alex Sartain shot Mr. Nash, 42, with a homemade double-barreled shotgun, then repeatedly stamped on his head, causing him fatal injuries. Christ almighty. <laughs> so he's got problems, right? He's got mental problems. He's got, he's got some problems, yeah. The incident occurred in the front garden of Mr. Nash's home in Upper Enham, near Just shot Andover, him in the street. Hampshire. <laughs> in this garden. <laughs> By the gnomes. Uh, he died three days later. So he was, like, hospitalised. Oh, that's worse. Like, just get well, it over it gets- with. It does get better, right? Because a post-mortem examination found that Mr. Nash, the children's author who was <laughs> murdered, deflected the gunshot with his hand. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, just flesh tennis. Yeah, just a double-barreled homemade shotgun <laughs> fired. Uh, tonight. <laughs> just dabbed Fucking it away. I don't know whether it's all children's authors, but I don't know whether he went to Hogwarts School of Deflecting Shotguns with your fucking flesh. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, Miss Miss Nash uh, told the hearing that she had been on a video call when she heard the gunshot and raised voices from the garden. Okay, so she wasn't on the video call with him. She was in the house or something on a video call. Heard gunshots and flesh deflection. Uh, she said she found Mr. Sartain stamping on her husband's head multiple times with intent. To- it wasn't like an accidental stamping on the head. Oh, well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> he was using some pretty big affirmations while he was stamping on my husband's head. Yeah, I know you meant to shoot him, but did you mean to stamp on his head? <laughs> what was your intention? <laughs> Um, as soon as I opened the front door, I saw a man in full black leathers stamping on the face of my husband, who was flat out on his back. Oh, what a sentence! It's crazy. Uh, he was asking me. This is the the person who was stamping on my husband's head <laughs> was asking me what I was going to do to compensate him for the loss of income and livelihood that he had suffered. That oh. I knew exactly what was going on. That I was part of the reason he was locked up. That I wasn't who I said I was. That I was a NASA scientist and that I knew everything about Project Pandora <laughs> and what I was going to do about it. <laughs> right, so he's nuts. He's nuts, but like, you know, there's only so much that the human brain can compute, right? Yeah. You've walked into a room and your husband's on the floor being stamped on by a man in full leathers. Yeah. He's saying, you know exactly about Project Pandora, right? And you're like, what? how do you react? I mean, obviously you react by attacking. That would be the hopeful reaction. Yeah. But how? there's so much information. (laughs) 
it's like watching um i don't know one of those uh new james bond films where all the cuts are really really quick you're trying yeah. to figure out what this fight scene is actually about yeah Meanwhile, your husband's dead on the floor and you're part you're part of project pandora <laughs> she said she attempted to calm him down but ran away it's fair enough yeah psychopath <laughs> well got a double barrel shotgun and blood on his boots no purpose in you both dying no it's, it's fair enough mr sartain's father john this is uh said his son had a problem with mr nash and thought hang on so sartain sartain is the murderer yes sartain is the murderer so the murderer's father john said his son had a problem with his neighbor and thought he has something to do with putin in the spread of covid something there's something to do with putin <laughs> me by <laughs> john there's a whole thing of john do you know putin <laughs> <laughs> obviously like yeah you know once there is a level of crazy that is just kind of dangerous and stuff like that but hmm. I don't know, children's author, really? Are they a, are they a secret undercover operative for Vladimir Putin spreading <laughs> some people COVID? Said, some people said COVID came from this lab in Wuhan. I think John did it. I think the guy who wrote The her Very Hungry Caterpillar did this. Yeah. yeah. He's always <laughs> writing those books, indoctrinating our kids. <laughs> Make up. The thing is, well, I guess it's probably doable, right? You go, if someone's that level of uh, mentally detached from reality you go like how could they make a, a gun and you go like well i guess it's not like they've lost all contact with reality there's just one little segment that they've got in their head saying this is you know this is crazy so go and deal with it a positive mm. affirmation yourself a double barreled shotgun <laughs> and go stamp on your neighbor for a bit <laughs> that'll uh, help you lose those pounds yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a stairmaster when you can stamp on your neighbour's head? <laughs> <laughs> These aren't all going to be health-related. No. <laughs> you know, a little uh, PSA about, you know, oh, it's good to get your cardio going. It's, yeah. You know, get involved um, in our, our new fitness regime, Project Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, horrific. I was surprised it was in the UK. Obviously, yeah. this happens everywhere in the world. but like I don't I didn't... expect people to be shot here. Really? No, not at all. But to be fair, it was a British shot. It was politely rejected. Yeah. No, no, thank you. With a handmade gun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, made this myself. Deflected a shotgun blast. I get obviously it's probably doable, but like, I don't know. It feels incredible. It feels sounds incredible, right? You could deflect, even if it was like birdshot or something like that, just with your hand, just swat it away. Yeah. And then just like you're freaked out and can't defend yourself. That's fair enough. In other positive affirmation news, American Honey has uh, tested positive for nuclear fallout. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Radioactive bees. <laughs> I just like that, you know, what should we test this for? I know, let's test it for, you know, regional regional things. Uh, what about uh, what about for penicillin? Maybe penicillin, maybe what's that thing in the, in the water supply in America that's like fluoride. toothpaste? Yeah, fluoride. Maybe we test it for their flu- uh, the bees got fluoride. Let's have a look. Now let's let's test it for nuclear fallout. Let's see what's in there. And apparently it makes sense, right? Because there's loads of nuclear weapon testing in America at some point in history. Yeah. And the bees took the technology. <laughs> so <laughs> 
Traces of radioactive fallout from nuclear tests in the 50s and 60s can still be found in American honey. The radioactive isotope identified Celsium-137 falls below levels considered to be harmful, but the amounts measured nonetheless emphasise the lingering persistence of environmental contaminants in the nuclear age. So there is nuclear fallout in American honey, but not much. <laughs> not a lot. So it's fine. Just be aware that you've got, you're eating nuclear war. Fallout. <laughs> yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the uranium yeah. water. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, you've probably seen this one. This one's been around as well. Uh, an Indonesian submarine sank. I didn't see that. No, <laughs> no? it's 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 pretty harsh. Without, so like there were the, people in, on it. In, Indonesia just lost a submarine. Right. And they're searching for it, but they think it might be too deep to retrieve. Oh, what a way yeah, to go. Well, the, right, the thing is, I, I've condensed the article a lot, so it's quite short, but it goes into different ideas. And the, 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 the subtitle, the sub headline is, hopefully we can rescue them before the oxygens ran out. So you're like, oh, oxygen's the main problem. Mm. But they go on to say the Navy believes the submarine sank to a depth of 2,000 feet, much deeper than its collapse depth, oh. estimated at 700 feet. Fucking <laughs> so hell. So you're like, like, I get that oxygen's a concern, but they're three times deeper than their collapse depth. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it might have collapsed. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. that's the big thing. That's awful. And I'd rather would... fall out of a plane. Yeah. Oh yeah, rather than rather than collapse to death. <laughs> <laughs> like it's pretty intense. But apparently there was an electrical failure. Uh, a fuse blew and the submarine just sank to the bottom of life. A fuse. Bottom of existence. One fuse. Yeah, and well, just that's what I'm boom. guessing. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> electrical failure, right? It's, oh, the up button stopped working. Oh. Well, down we go. Well, why should Right, I, I feel, I, I feel like there shouldn't be able to be a failure that would cause it to sink, like yeah, yeah, that's you know what I mean. That's like, like a like a rowing boat. Like if there's no oars, then it just doesn't move. Okay, we can deal with that, but not yeah, yeah. now it sinks because because there's no oars. <laughs> like it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Well, you would think that they could inflate something to make it rise, but then maybe you can't store that much air in something that needs to sink. Yeah. But you would think there'd be... You just feel like technology's come far enough to make something not sink to collapse depth, you yeah. would think. I don't know. But then it's the Indonesian military. It could have just been made in someone's shed. It's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they lost. No, was, was it Indonesia that lost Indonesia. all those planes as well? Yeah, I don't. Was it the Indonesian uh, planes? I can't remember. There's like some passenger jet. I think it was an Indonesian. Like it was like a famous missing plane. Was it for a while? I, no. I think it was Indonesia. Uh, An Guk Hyon, an official from South Korea's Daewoo Shipbuilding and Marine Engineering, said the submarine would collapse if it goes deeper than around 200 meters because of pressure. Right, so it's he fucked. said his company upgraded much of the Indonesian submarine's internal structures and systems, but it lacks information about the vessel. So maybe there's hope because they upgraded some of the submarines. They still haven't found it, I don't think, when we were recording this. Uh, Frank okay. Owen, Secretary of the Submarine Institute of Australia... There's a submarine institute in Australia. Decent. Also said the submarine could be at too great a depth for a rescue team to operate. 
So like human beings just can't well, yeah. go that deep to pick it up. Well, they just oh. need one of those big claw machines like you get at the arcades. Cannibal Corpse is doing a big thing on that, if you haven't seen that. No. You know, Cannibal Corpse. Uh, <laughs> they were it's the like ones in Ace Ventura, weren't they? Band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw a random article this week uh, in Metal Hammer, to be fair, that the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse is starting to do a vlog to help give people tips on claw machines in arcades. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, lockdown, you got to just, branch this out. Good content. This is, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't even give myself a cuddly toy. It's always good. Um, else, well, let's go back to America for a bit of a. Uh, for a bit of American, very American type, type news. A Virginia deputy, so I think that's like a sheriff or like a, some kind of policeman, mm. gave a black man a ride home, then shot him after a 911 call. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So to give, a, <laughs> to give a brief outline of the whole arc of this story, a policeman gave a black man a ride home in America. Um, the, uh, uh, that individual then called the police uh because i think it was he couldn't his brother inside his house wouldn't give him his keys to his car or something like that so that the the guy who gave him the lift the policeman who gave him the lift came back sorry he had a phone in his hand thought it was a gun and shot him oh so like dude you've just dropped him off here jesus christ the same oh same yeah Yeah. same guy so so it's the equivalent of me giving you a ride home you getting locked out of your house and calling me to come pick you up and then I see you and I shoot you. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a whole other world, right? It's a whole other world. Yeah. Authorities in Virginia have released disturbing body camera video of a deputy shooting a black man who was holding a cordless phone who had just received a home ride home by the same law enforcement officer. I mean... Uh, he survived more than six rounds fired at him. Oh. So there's so much shoot. F- I mean, uh, the thing is, I don't know what you can do if the belief is that everybody has a gun. Yeah, that you have to kind of fire first, I guess. It, that there's a, the human requirement to be like, well, the stakes are so high, I'm gonna have to fire if, even if I suspect something. But six rounds is pretty crazy. You just have to spend in more hospital on training. Fighting for his life. Well, like, like, even, even with all the training in the world, training like every week. But see, I don't. I'm not even sure if that's the biggest issue. It's probably an issue if there's inexperienced people. But like, if you think somebody's got a gun, what there was a case recently um, about. I think it was an officer who reached for her taser, mm. but actually grabbed her gun and shot yeah. somebody. And she yelled and on the thing, "Taser, taser, taser!" And then shot the guy. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And then and the guy loud. that she shot sped off in the car. Like she was trying to shoot a taser into the car because he was trying to get away. Shot the guy. And then the other guys, and then the car's out of shot. And she's just like talking to the policeman. She's just like, I, I think I just shot him. I, I think it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. So, and she's been on the force for like, I think they said 26 years. So how much experience yeah, do you well- need? Well, the thing is, right, it's going to be down to muscle memory. It's not good. Like, people are saying, how can you mistake a taser for a gun? You go like, well, in the heat of the moment, yeah, you're reflexively at reaching for something. You're not even thinking about it. Well, the and thing. then you're pulling it to bear. The thing is, so, most like, people... I can understand. Most people are not qualified to talk about it. 
I don't mean they can't talk about it. I mean, they're not qualified no. to. Most people uh, in their entire lives are never put under the kind of stress that police officers are put under. So, like, but just I, th- I think if, you're, if you're a veteran of, like, the army or something like that, then I've, I've got all day to, to listen to you or, or whatever. But, like, if you're just a, just a random person giving me your opinions about the police, like, I don't care. Well, it's just people looking at it in with hindsight and you go, no, yeah. in the heat at the moment, well, well, you could go, maybe she reached for her taser, but, you know, her pistol was, she she changed the layout of her uniform, so her reflex grabbed the wrong thing. Yeah. Or you could say, well, in the heat of the moment, she didn't intend to taser him, her, her instinctive reaction was to shoot him, so she in breach she got her pistol instead you go like well it depends on the situation but I, I think no amount this training may have helped her there right may have been like you know always reach for your taser with your other hand or whatever or make some kind of big difference between how you're going to do it but like in the heat of the moment i think if if you assume with, with regards to this article about um some they thinking he's got a gun mm. you go there's so many things that look like a weapon in the dark on a silhouette. You go like, it's just an unfortunate side effect of everybody being armed is that you're going to suspect somebody is armed when they're not. I yeah. think it's like something you can't really escape, right? Um, a spokesman for the law firm said he was fighting for his life in hospital. The deputy was not named. Brown was holding a house phone when he was shot because he was on the phone to 911. Oh. <laughs> when Brown got home, he dialed 911 because he said his brother wouldn't let him into his mother's room to retrieve his car keys, according to the audio of the dispatch call. Isaiah was on the phone with 911 at the time of the shooting, and the officer mistook a cordless phone for a gun. There is no indication that Isaiah did anything other than comply with the, with the orders, raised his hands, and with the phone in his hand as he as he as was instructed. The people on the phone asked him if he had weapons. He said no. You kind of go. That's kind of irrelevant, you know. If if you, if I'm trying to arrest somebody and I think they've got a gun, but they're telling me they haven't, I'm gonna have to assume they do until mm. I've proven to myself otherwise. Maybe I shouldn't shoot them, but yeah. I need to assume that they've got it. Uh, the deputy who responded to the call, the one who gave him a lift uh, home earlier, appears to believe the phone to his ear is a firearm. The deputy is heard saying, "He's got a gun to his head," so he's afraid he's gonna shoot himself. So, so he shoots himself. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Don't shoot yourself. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Suicide's illegal. <laughs> Which again, this, this, I don't want to be, make that too stupid because obviously, if so, maybe you can disarm somebody by shooting them and prevent them from killing themselves. Yeah, right. That's probably a thing. Um, after the 3.19 a.m. shooting, the deputy then administered life-saving first aid. Oh, well, that's nice. That's nice of him, isn't it? It's so he's alive. He's alive, but he's fighting for his life in hospital. Ugh. So the, the deputy who gave him a right, who Ubered him home and then shot him, then gave him first aid. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> Sheriff Roger Harris said that another deputy who arrived separately is heard on the call saying, where's the gun? Where's the gun? As in, like, you know, trying to disarm the situation. But it's just a guy with a phone. (laughs) There's nothing... I don't think... Yeah, I just think uh, there's nothing you can do. I mean, um, I think... uh, 
I was watching some uh, YouTube. I think it was like Stephen Crowder. Who I'm. I, 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 there's positives with Stephen Crowder, but there's also negatives with Stephen Crowder. I think, which I think is fair to say. Mm. But like they were talking about how um, you know they should stop school shootings by having more security at schools. And you just go like, well, that's not really the big thing, is it? Because like uh, when I was growing up, it was shootings in office spaces. Before that, it was postmen going around shooting people. Yeah. Like it's they're just choosing different locations. Like there's a new map released every four years, and that map is like, oh, it's a high school. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a hospital. Oh, it's this. And you go, well, if it's you can't just have security everywhere and still be a non-police state or whatever. Mm. Like, if, as long as you have to make the assumption that everybody has an armed weapon and people are mentally unstable, you're going to have these misunderstandings, unfortunately. Yeah. But at least he gave him a lift there, shot him, and then gave him first aid. That's fair <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I've changed stances on Elon Musk. I, uh, I've gonna, I've decided that self-driving cars are going to be bad for society. Okay. I think, I think like for industry, it's going to be good, but I just don't like the. I think people are going to be worse people if they're just chauffeured everywhere they go. Mm. You know, if you're, I need to go to work, and you, you just, you just kind of slump into a car and then just say, "Take me to work." Yeah. And then it takes you to work. And then suddenly, assholes are able to get around the town, what, regardless do, I mean, of their mental aside state. Aside from okay, but aside from like health reasons or whatever, do you think someone's a worse person if they take the lift instead of taking the stairs? Not a worse person, but it means that more people are able to have access to more places, and that's inherently bad because most people are bad you know what i mean <laughs> so right so i mean right, we've already it got removes an the resistance culture. i guess so like if someone's like uh like if, if a prick is like i want to go to this place they would normally have to drive there and that that drive might stop them going well yeah there's certain restrictions like let's say first of all can you walk there you go well maybe it's too far so they need a level of fitness awareness and map reading in order to get to yeah. places so if they can't do that, okay, maybe I'll drive there. If you drive, you need to be of a certain mental state, have a certain level of understanding of law and all these kind of things in order to get there and have the mental capacity to drive a vehicle. And there's a, there's a, there's a strange level of... Uh, maybe I don't enjoy driving in the same way that like, oh, I love cars with gaskets and exhausts, mm. all that kind of stuff. But driving places does make me feel again that kind of positive affirmation of like i'm, I'm doing something i've got a purpose i'm i've yeah. made the decision to do this and i'm going to do something whereas i think you could just drunkenly slump into the back of a driverless car and it take you somewhere and just feel like it would make more things available but i think it'd be worse for society you know what i mean mm. yeah I like get you. if i'm like you know yeah it's just ah, i don't know it's like, yeah, it's... There would be positives, you don't want to be but giving overall, everyone human beings aren't ready. Yeah, you don't want to give people an excuse to be lazy. Like, I, the amount of... I don't know I don't know if it's, like, a trend on, on this estate or whatever, but the amount of, like, people who could easily walk to the shops, but, but instead have bought a mobility scooter so they can just get fatter and more useless. Like, like the <laughs> amount of those people that I see is just is unreal. Like I'll take the one I'll t I'll take yeah. the elderly and, and whatever. But if you're in your if you, if you're in your thirties and you and you you're not injured, if I've seen you walking around and you 
you get on that thing and you live on the estate. The, every house on the estate is within five, six minutes of the shop. If you can't mm. walk that, you are a worse person. <laughs> like if you if you can't work that if you can't bring yourself to walk that out of laziness not because you don't have time and not because you're incapable because you're injured or something but because you just don't want to then you are a worse well, person well steve i'd say uh through the evolution and competition survival of the fittest they probably have more bananas than you do probably because they, they got, got there first, first. <laughs> yes <laughs> but they don't need them they haven't done anything, <laughs> but they've won. So I don't, no, yeah, I mean, I because I I think self-driving cars are going to change the world, right? It's going to be like you know more, more higher speed limits, more mobility, able to get around. If you wanted to go on holiday in America, you could just get in a car and the car will drive you there. Maybe yeah. it'll take a while, but it'll be cheap and whatever. But just I don't know. Family drives. I remember as a kid. We're always pleasantly, sometimes silent because we've got to focus on the road. So that means we didn't have to speak to each other, which is great. Right. So now what? We're just going to sit around playing patty cake while the car drives itself. Yeah. No one ever told us to be quiet. We just wore ourselves out. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like it feels like it would be good for the human race, but terrible for society. Yeah. I think worse people. It's going to have a negative effect. Industrial-wise, it'll be brilliant. Maybe that's the solution. Just put people in shipping containers if they want to go somewhere. Yeah. You have to get get (laughs) past some kind of test. Get in the box. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look, you can can go there and not have to drive. The trade-off is it's not going to be pleasant. I mean, just a matter if you're a kid, you could get in a car and say, take me to Disneyland, and it would. Yeah. Like, so many kids are going to go missing. (laughs) Like, so much is going to go wrong. I just feel like it's meh. But yeah, this is because... uh, The reason I've had this rethought is because SpaceX uh, evacuated a local village because they're doing a starship test. What? And they feel that lots of people are going to get impaled with glass. (laughs) Which is quite large (laughs) for a car company to then become a rocket company and then tell... You know, and then threaten local villages with sieges of glass yeah (laughs) it's a bit intense the first sense that i was like maybe these are evil and maybe this is going to be the problem uh no it's we need maniacs like we need insane people in the in this is true do we need them in space what (laughs) do we need them in space though well yeah that's the best place for them like (laughs) i heard there's satellite warfare in space there's kamikaze satellites. What, they're just made to smash into others and take them out? Yeah, they they appear as debris, but when activated in the Third World War, they'll take out the satellite. They'll just collide into other satellites to... Uh... That's interesting. Never thought of that, did you? My internet went down for two hours the other day. And, and you just made shit horrible. up. horrible. <laughs> 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 no, this is horrible. I was just like, well, I had, a, I had planned a Friday evening to do something, and... Uh, no, it's no internet. I can't do it. And it wasn't me. It was the internet. It was the, the, my, my provider was just down oh. for a couple of hours. It was like, well, I just can't do anything. Yeah. It's not as bad as losing power. Losing power, I kind of die. Yeah. Like, I can't sleep. Can't do anything. Well, but losing internet was like, well, what do I what do? I, do? I can't do anything. Not <laughs> everything, everything runs on the internet now. And even those stupid things, like you'll get a game where you're like, this used to just work. 
Like, and yeah, and yeah. now it has to like check in with its owner. I'm the owner. Well, the funny thing is, my lights only work via the internet. <laughs> oh, so now I live in darkness. <laughs> well, no, I was trying to sleep and I was living in bright light. <laughs> Because if it's a smart house, I mean, I could still go over and turn off the switch, but I'm not a chump, right? I'm, not, I'm staying in <laughs> yeah, bed when I'm turning off I'm not lights. a chump. I'm just going to lose sleep. I'm just going to sit here in blinding light and try and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah SpaceX, uh, the Starship SN15 is uh, going to perform a high altitude launch. I don't know whether that means it's going to launch from the sky or from a mountain or something like that. Yeah. Uh, from SpaceX's Starbase complex in Boca Chica. An alert notice to residents warned that space flight activities, in quotes, in quotes, <laughs> activities, would be carried out on the 21st of April. There's a risk that a malfunction during these activities could create an overpressure event that can break windows. Oh, uh, so right, I see. All the windows in the yeah, village would sense. explode. Yeah. <laughs> and, and embed themselves in your loved ones. <laughs> So yeah, get out and stamp on their faces. <laughs> yeah, seems harsh. All right, um, so yeah, I don't know, self-driving cars. Yeah, it's a good scientific development, but I just feel like people aren't ready. It's too fast. It's going to be like it, it, the the effect that Twitter had on society. Just yeah. imagine that, but with traffic. Yeah, and like people on the roads, people outside. Take me to so and so's house. If you can at someone on Twitter, you can just be like, "Take me to Jim Carrey's house now." Yeah, and the car will just take you. And if it doesn't, there'll be an app. Well, the thing that is, lets like, you take control of it. Yeah, I guess Twitter. Twitter would be fixed though if they just turn the algorithms off and just just let it do what it's gonna do. Like then you wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't have all these people trapped in bubbles. I don't know. I reckon just people are inherently evil. Yeah. And so when you give them a voice, there's going to be a lot of evil voices or just misinformed voices, angry at un- illogical stuff. I think-, I think I mentioned, right, on the Prince Philip's funeral, they were live streaming it and all the comments were people saying, stop saying hateful things. And then and there was no, there was hateful, no hateful things stuff. being said. Yeah. So it's like, you can't reason with these people. They're all these tweets or whatever. Maybe yeah. they're bots, maybe they're whatever. But you can't reason with it. So it's just, if you give everyone in the world a voice, there's, you're going to hear a lot of bad voices. You just, there needs, I, the, the only way past that is to try and make it a bit more human. Because I think the trouble with it is, is that it's, is that we're used to human interaction and the way we talk to each other face to face and everything like that. And, the shit that people say to each other and 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 are perfectly comfortable with the tone of voice they have like talking to and about people on online is like it's so far away from what from what they would do in real life in most instances that you just There's just an... need to get it a bit closer to that i mean there is an element it. of um people acting uh, hi- what would be the word like hyper aggressively to people? Well, the thing, the other side face of it, to face, where maybe they wouldn't normally. The other side of Twitter in particular is is that they're all talking in headlines, which is a stupid way to communicate. Like, when was the last time you read a headline of like a newspaper and got the whole story of everything? Like, you don't. Uh, Virginia you just... deputy gave black man a ride home, then shot him after nine one one call. Right, <laughs> that's pretty much the whole story. <laughs> radioactive fallout nuclear fallout in america honey i mean it's not the worst way of communicating 
<laughs> but I get what you mean. Like in terms of people trying to communicate something, not everybody is able to succinctly say it compassionately in in 140 characters or whatever the character limit is. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, I, I see. I still see the problem more as people are inherently bad or inherently ill-equipped. Yeah, ill-equipped. Every the majority of people are ill-equipped for a lot of situations that if you give them a voice, they're going to not respond to it. They're going to misread something. They're going to misunderstand it. They're going to send them, try and send a mess, an in joke to their friends inside of it. And it's all going to be confused. Mm. It's just, yeah, something that maybe won't work. But as soon as you uh, put that into an automotive world, I feel like a bad tweet could destroy a, a lovely car with a family inside. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, lastly from me oh, we've got a bit of audience stuff as well but lastly from me uh, this is a headline I think that doesn't make a lot of sense schoolboy has disappeared after falling off of Tower Bridge and into the Thames well he's in the Thames has he disappeared yeah he's, yeah, he's at the bottom of the Thames <laughs> yeah he's he's with the submarine it's... <laughs> yeah it's not has he gone to collapsible death probably depth probably not but uh, who knows police are investigating the disappearance of a schoolboy <laughs> missing per- it is a missing persons but it's like he's in the river yeah. police are investigating the disappearance of a schoolboy who fell off tower bridge into the river thames the year eight pupil thought to be 12 or 13 was traveling with a friend of a- on a bus on tuesday morning when he got off before his usual stop what that stop was the thames yeah he <laughs> <laughs> didn't get off the stop and end up on top of tower bridge <laughs> There's no stop on Tower Bridge. Well, that's weird. He normally gets off. He, he, he normally gets off at Piccadilly, and today he's got off underwater. <laughs> yeah, in to his own demise. Yeah, what, what's, what's the deal? Uh, City of London police said, despite an intensive search by officers and helicopter and marine units, what's a helicopter? Helicopters are going to find someone underwater. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're looking for him on the shores, right? I guess they're yeah. going up and down to see if they can see something like that. Um, Matt Jones, executive principal of the boys' school. Well, what? Why are they asking him? <laughs> uh, well, what did the principal? What did the principal think? Well, I'm very disappointed. B minus. <laughs> <You know. laughs> to be fair, he was always a bad student. He was in full school uniform, but got off the bus near the bridge earlier than his usual stop. He then, in quotes, fell into the River Thames. Why are they saying in quotes? I mean, uh, maybe they're saying this 12-year-old or 13-year-old jumped into the Thames. Yeah. Which I think is unlikely. Possible, I'm sure, but Mm. unlikely. Police confirmed they were leading an investigation to a missing person. A witness waded into the water to try and save the boy, but could only find his school bag. (laughs) <laughs> oh god that's ah oh. imagine wading into the water to save a drowning child and you don't grab the child you grab his bag yeah <laughs> like that that bit oh. from the mask oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no i got his bag don't worry yeah he's we done his own work got At least we know he was a good student. His parents would be proud. Uh, Another witness said, we all heard him screaming for help 
And then a woman who was just walking past with her boyfriend grabbed a float and jumped into the river. She said, why isn't anybody helping him? And all she could bring back was his school jacket and his bag. Oh, Mm. they wouldn't necessarily. I mean, they might float, but I get the impression from how they've written it. She like grabbed him, but pulled back and, you know, his jacket and bag came off. Uh, I saw police saw police going through the bag and it had his school books and stationery in it. He was clearly very young. That's the last (laughs) statement. Very. Is that it? He was, yeah. he was very young. We know he was young. We know how old he was. Why is it? This isn't a revelation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he had Thomas the Tank Engine uniform. on his pencil case. He was obviously very young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went to school. This is school child. What the yeah. fuck? But like, I mean, how do you feel? Like, I'm not even the, st- I'm not the strongest swimmer. No, me neither. But my assumption is I could swim in the Thames, but that might be completely false. It depends where, like, because the currents get ridiculously yeah. strong. But like I've always, I've never, I've personally, I've never felt current pull me under. But I believe that's what it does. Yeah. Like I've swam in the sea and it's pulled me mu- like very far further down the beach or whatever. Mm. But I've never been pulled down. But my assumption is I could stay afloat in the Thames at least. But then you go, could you carry somebody else? Yeah. I don't know. I think there's many cases of people diving into the Thames to try and help people, and they've died. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's, a, there's quite a few cases of that from you know vague memory. Even recently, I think something happened. I I, w- I would never somebody. consider myself strong enough to help anyone in that situation. Um, but then you've got a, you've got a wife, you've got something to live for. I'd probably try. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 that, that's obviously silly, but I think it's vaguely true, right? If I had a wife and like something to look like, I mean, my dog will miss me, sure, but she'll love the memory of me dying saving someone else yeah you know what i mean but like if you had to you know more of a foundation of love and support <laughs> then you'd be like oh yeah no that that kid will be fine no i don't know i think you'd have to well yeah i would be more brazen at the moment trying to save a child in a river yeah maybe if i had children i'd might try and lower something for the child <laughs> but at the moment single single bachelor lifestyle i'd dive in that river i think yeah yeah, and have there'll, there'll be a lot of you rings can... on the on the Thames, won't there? Like uh, on the side for you to throw in. Well, yeah, I think that's what she she said. She grabbed a float, and I'm assuming a float is like yeah. you know, one of the you know one of the rings. And yeah, but you still dive into. I mean, it's a child. You'd have to you'd have to do it. My thinking is, and this is why I've gotten you know not re- very many recently because of lockdown, but I usually end up in confrontational situations similar to that. Um, not maybe not as dramatic, but you just I just can't understand how you can go home and be like I didn't dive into the water. Mm. Like I could justify it if you've got family of your own and you know you've got you need to stay alive. <laughs> but if you don't, you go like well you know just no you have to, you would have to. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, that child drowned. Uh, positive affirmation. Um, you know, don't, don't go to drown. school. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, from the audience this week, and this is the last from me, a woman is seeking legal action after she thought she was engaged to Prince Harry. Uh, so a woman... <laughs> <laughs> a woman thought she was engaged to police Har- Prince Harry, so she called the police. <laughs> Help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a 
An Indian lawyer was duped into believing that she was in a relationship with Prince Harry and then attempted to seek legal action against the royal for breaking her the, the promise to marry her. Christ. So she wanted to be married to Prince Harry. She met someone online who claimed to be Prince Harry. And now she's suing the royal family. Palwinda Kaur alleged that she had been contacted by the Duke of Sussex on social media and that she had told her that he wanted to marry her. But when their royal nuptials never happened, she filed a plea in Haryana High Court seeking legal action, complaining that he hadn't fulfilled his promise. He promised! So so she's just Got an prison. idiot. Yeah, she's just a bit deranged. A bit desperate, I guess. Well, it's the, you know, the she idea thought she was getting married. It's the kind of person that would fall for one of those Nigerian prince emails. Literally. Well, this is literally it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, marry me and uh, yeah. So, but she's she's a lawyer. I mean, you would think she she'd have some grasp stupid, of. Ben. But yeah, so of, she must like, just must just be fucking mental. Or just vulnerable. You know, I I, I do sympathise with people. Like I do got a think much nicer like, way of putting it than me. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> well, thinking about the, uh, I think I can empathise with people acting out of emotion or out of instinct more yeah. than rational than rationale. I think, like I don't know, there was a thing about, um, uh, like when when you're trying to uh, start a relationship with somebody, like the escalation to take it to a physically intimate level requires mm. some level of irrationality. Yeah, like you, you know, if if everybody, if people who are nervous and shy, they would never ever be in a relationship with anybody unless they listen to their emotions and their instincts. Mm. Because, like, even just like to, to, to just to put yourself out there a little bit more is probably due to just fuck tons of hormones telling you fucking mate, 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 mate. Yeah. And so, like that, kind of brings you out of your shell, and that can go wrong. And I can, I can understand the gen. If you're doing it genuinely, I can understand taking that risk, and maybe it goes wrong. So maybe she was just really. I mean, there's there's a weird thing that I noticed, um, and I, I I feel weird talking about it, but I don't think or well, anybody who is listening to this isn't one of these people. But I noticed on dating apps, if you compliment somebody they're like 90% more likely to reply. And I find that strange. It sounds simple, right? Mm. But like, if you were, if your first opening message is like, hey, how are you? Or, you know, talking about something that you share a hobby in, then you, you might get a response. But if you just reply to somebody's photo as beautiful, they reply more. And I don't think right. that's necessarily that people are shallow and, sh- and whatever. But I think that uh, there's a weird some people really are looking for that level of uh connection affirmation and i think that's yeah. what the and i think that's where the the vulnerability comes in is it's just they just want some people male and female just want to be told they're good people or good looking or young or whatever mm. but it's it's very strange i don't know whether it's because i don't know i don't i i i accept compliments but i don't look for compliments yeah if you know what i mean and I, I, obviously I'm quite secure, but I think some people are really just looking for a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, there, there could people. be some kind of like biological difference between men and women there as well. Well, I thought <laughs> there's a tweet from ages ago that was like, if you want to kill three hours of conversation with a guy, just ask him what animals he thinks he could beat bare fisted. 
<laughs> and I think that like I think that's so true. Yeah. I think if you ask any guy which animal he could beat barehanded, like with his bare hands, I think everyone would have a every, that would start a conversation with a, everyone. There is a proper yeah. There's a proper thought process there. You start weighing them up and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even the most meek of people would, yeah. would still... That's a, that's a weird male thing. I don't know why. Yeah. But I think there's probably a thing about compliments with uh, with men as well. But there's something in there. And that's why that's what I'm saying. I empathise with this woman who's like she... Even how unbelievable it was that somebody was proposing to marry her. Yeah. She probably just really wanted to believe it on some level. The same way that some people on dating apps are just like, this person says I'm beautiful and I'm pretty sure he means it and he's not just saying it. Mm. It's like that same jump, but just to a bigger extreme. Yeah. Again, anyone who's listening to this is not not someone like that. But I just found it strange when I was on dating apps. I've stopped now. I'm taking a break. I'm a grown up now with a shirt. <laughs> so let's see how that goes. Yeah, oh, I'm working on your um, uh, what do we call it? Defamation campaign. Okay, I figured out a way around it. Unless the people who are searching for you use Google Image Search, and I don't think they will. Okay. They'll just search for your name, right? And then this will come up. Probably. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm not watching an hour and a half to figure out who Steve Milligan is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I found a, a fun of a workaround. I'm, yeah, I've spoken for a while about doing some kind of news segment. Yeah. As like a show. So I think I would try to start working on something like that. I think that could be quite fun. And more writing based. Yeah. More creative. But procrastination. Yeah, yeah, a bit more creative, I think. Thought Could out. be a bit of fun, yeah. but it's more creative energy that I need to harness. Yeah, but could be quite fun. But yeah, so I was playing around with it before the recording, hence the shirt and the, ah. and the tie. But that's uh, that's me this week. Excellent. Um, probably a badger. I think I could take a badger. I could easily kill a badger. I reckon I could kill a. The goat. thing is, like, they're, 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 they are like oddly vicious. And I'm a bit squeamish about being bitten. More so than claws and stuff. I think being bitten is something something quite feral yeah. and wild about it. I'm not stupid enough to think I could take out a chimp and I'm not one of these guys that's like, well, I could take a bear. Like I just I I couldn't. Um I could kill a chimp. You I think? think the right drop kick. Yeah, the right <laughs> drop kick at the right moment, I reckon. Just just through sheer weight. If you dropped an elbow on a chimp, I think that chimp's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. If you miss, you're fucked, right? <laughs> like, but if you get the right elbow drop on them, I think they're dead. The thing is, like, most of us though, like, we don't have the strength to. If it's kill an eagle, if it's big, it's difficult. Even if it's not ferocious, yeah, like, yeah. could you could you kill a cow barehanded? It's no, difficult. You, you couldn't could. choke it out. Like, no. couldn't punch it to death. Yeah, you could break its legs. But I mean, I, think, uh, I don't want to do that. It. No, they're really small legs. I want to go like mano a mano. <laughs> <laughs> What's like, can you imagine? I think if you could headbutt something effectively <laughs> and you come out on top, you could kill it with your bare hands. No, though that you could headbutt a horse or something. No, fuck no. A horse would fuck you uh, up. Like, cows is massive. Yeah. Headbutt a rhino. Maybe a, a pig, idea. but I'd feel bad about the screaming. I could kill a pig. You could, but I don't want to. I'm trying to think of an Depends animal that's if, just a is bastard. Is the pig threatening your life? Yeah. yeah. Is the pig hunting you for sport? <laughs> if it is. Yeah, yeah, maybe in that instance. But then th- there's a difference between a pig and a boar. 
Like, I don't think I could kill a boar before it decided to either decide to run away. I think it would take a chunk out of my leg and then fuck off. That's, I think it's got to be a cage match. So it's just something has to die. It's, it's going to keep on fighting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's how it works. I'd, I'd like to fight birds. I don't know why, but that just sounds hilarious. <laughs> Come back! <laughs> just like, like imagine you could. You, I mean, I think you could defeat an. I, I, I could defeat an eagle. It would be a struggle, but to watch a man mm. box an eagle would be <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah, they are big. A cage match with an eagle or yeah. a vulture. Or, like, just try and figure something out. Like, like a walrus. How am I going to do this? Yeah, it feels like they would rocky you to death. You know, they just take all the punches until you're exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they just roll you on got, It's got no you neck. I mean? Box of fish. Um, yeah, you can you do can, that. They always like tell you to do that with underwater. sharks. Or, oh, if you were underwater, could you box another fish? Another fish. Could you box a fish underwater? I don't know. I reckon they've got such an advantage. Again, uh, they'd exhaust you out. Couldn't kill a fish. Depends on the fish. But I don't. Th- I always feel Where's like you break? couldn't really swing a good punch underwater. Yeah, that's what I mean. And when you go to it, they're just gonna they're gonna dodge it. A hyena. I reckon I could kill a hyena. Yeah, but is it just one? Yeah, just yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe, but, but they've so, got. So there's, so, but if they get much- you. Then, then you're fucked. Like hyenas, they're scavengers, and their jaws can their oh, jaws yeah. will go straight through bone with without even thinking. Yeah, it wouldn't be easy. It's the same as the chimpanzee. I think you could, but if you if you mess up, you're fucked. It'd be a difficult thing, but I think it's doable. But I don't think you could go much bigger than a hyena. No, for me, no. I think that's kind of the upper bracket of things I could defeat in like mano a mano fist fight <laughs> yeah yeah it's one to th- what's bigger one... than a hyena like a leopard oh no I, I don't think I don't want to fuck with big cats big cats are just <laughs> I'm allergic they've got the advantage <laughs> that's hard that's that's that's, un- that's unfair <laughs> yeah no I don't want to fuck with big cats and I don't want to hit anything that looks yeah, friendly like a case. seal I want to punch a seal. It's like a dog of the sea. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to punch someone that was smiling at me. <laughs> Just don't smile at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to look more into that. But yeah, I think a hyena is probably at the higher higher bracket, I think. Yeah. I can't think of anything bigger than a hyena that I'd fuck with. I'd fuck with a bear. I, I'm not going to lie. I might lose. I right. probably would lose. What bear, though? A bear black handed. bear, I, can, I yeah. can see you. A grizzly bear... You fucked. But it's, it's the barehanded thing. It's that with the no tools, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, you, you can't win. I'd put up a fight, but I think I would lose. I'd go into it knowing I'd lose if I was going to fight. I a bear. would, yeah. Like if there was a bear, I would do what I could to get stuck in its throat. Wait a minute. I could kill a giraffe. Giraffes? If I was in a fight with a giraffe, I think I would win. And a giraffe is bigger than a hyena. I no, I don't see it. Have you seen giraffes fighting? That, yeah, with their weird neck fucking wiggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, they you could catch that, mate. They have like a. You can't catch that. It's like a. It's like a. It's a. It's it. It's it's like a morning star. They just swing it round and then smack you with it like a mace. 
Like, yeah, but if they and fuck it, up and, the, and, the, and, the, and you get on top, you you only ever see them on TV. Like that head is like a horse head, like bigger even. Yeah. Like, it's huge. No, but all right. Well, let's say if you if if I was to grasp onto the neck of a giraffe that's swinging, yeah, is that neck gonna go back up? Can he lift me? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it's maybe all he could. Muscle. I could believe that he could, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's basically an erection, isn't it? I don't think an erection could lift me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. I, the only problem with fighting a giraffe barehanded is they could give birth halfway through and not need to lay down, <laughs> so- and that they're just multiplying. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not amoebas. Something's got to mount it in between all that. And that means you're fighting a giraffe for nine months. <laughs> no, but if it was already pregnant, it oh, was right, like okay. in labour. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but you don't fight no, a pregnant giraffe. I could... <laughs> have some common decency. No, I reckon I reckon I could, I could defeat a giraffe. And again, that's with no research. But I reckon if I had to, <laughs> I could kill a giraffe. I don't but, like. I couldn't defeat a horse. What's the? I mean, and you think a horse would be easier to defeat than a giraffe, right? I mean, probably. Yeah. If, if like, if for no other reason than geography, like you haven't had to walk all that way. Yeah. I haven't had to walk <laughs> to another continent. <laughs> yeah. But no, like I wouldn't take on it. I'm. I. I don't want to ride a horse. Like I. I, I don't trust him. Nah, I'm not a horse rider. Yeah, I mean, like, horses and, feel more powerful than giraffes. And donkeys as well. Donkeys are small horses, but with an attitude. Like, do you know they yeah. they got like farms will um, like uh, they used to have one donkey in with like the the sheep or the chickens or something like that. And what they do is they patrol the perimeter, and if a fox comes, they just rip it to shreds. A donkey. Like, I didn't know that. They don't trample it or anything like that. They pick it up and just wing it about until it falls apart. Like a dog. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. they got to have survived somehow, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's one up from a giraffe, though? Uh, a giraffe I, is pretty up there. Well, are you are you talk, if you're not talking about height, if you're talking about other animals in the jungle, mm. then you're you're onto the territory of like hippos and rhinos and stuff, and you got no fucking chance. No. I mean, what hunts giraffe? Lions, lions, big cats, yeah. Cats. I couldn't kill a gorilla. No, but I could kill a giraffe. All right, come at me, come at me, internet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five articles here, and like, I actually kind of want to end it on the zoo animal, <laughs> on the on the on the, kill, on the punching animals. No, but do you see? Do you see what I mean, though, about like about the giraffe? Right, it's got short. It's got not, not got short legs, but the horse has got like the pam, like piston fire backwards. Yeah, I don't feel like the giraffe's got that. The giraffes are just as fucking powerful. It's just that well, it's just know. that they that they're much bigger. You're used to seeing them further away because they have to fit them in frame. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen them all from from afar. It's all been a matter of perspective. <laughs> Well, like, they're the size of a tree. A tree. I could beat a tree in a fight. <laughs> now, now we're on to vegan fist fighting. <laughs> I could beat a Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, re- I, re- I, I genuinely think man can defeat giraffe. That's my... Okay. I think that's true. We'll look into it a bit more. 
Yeah. Well, let's put it this way, right? A gorilla could defeat a giraffe. That's no questions, right? Yeah. If a gorilla wanted to fight a giraffe, I think the gorilla would come out on top. Yeah. I reckon a chimpanzee couldn't. We're in the middle. So I think there's definitely a question to be to be answered. Yeah. I'll get in touch with um, Brixton Zoo. Uh, you do Cheshire. We'll see if we can set something up. All right. I feel like I would My rather... My mate wants to punch your giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would rather fuck with an alligator. I think they're more predictable than a giraffe. And I feel like they've got more blind got, spots as well. I've got bad knees. I don't want to be bending down all the time. Yeah, if that's the an issue. I'm already, hind legs. I'm already much closer to the ground than you are. <laughs> yeah, this is true. If the alligator was on hind legs, like, you know, <laughs> properly, I'd be up for it. That'd be weird. But like on the floor, I'd be like, oh, nah, I don't know. Yeah, no, you nah, don't have to adopt the alligator stance. Like... Then you fucked because it'd just eat your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I feel yeah but I feel I like with I'm... a good leap you could just like quickly just hop around and choke it out. But if you had it right, so again, this this go this one. But not in so the I water. Giraffes might... has to be on land. Yeah, I'd say my giraffe, my, my upper thing is a giraffe, and are you saying that your upper one would be like an alligator? I think so. Yeah, large reptile. Yeah, I think. And then you just go. Well, what if you had an axe? I think mm. if you had an axe... That changes a lot. I, I could... I reckon I could beat a lion with an axe. Again, if you fuck up, you're fucked. Yeah, you've got one <laughs> like, it's shot. It's very much the first 10 seconds of the fight. You need to you need to deal with it. <laughs> you've got you've got one shot, but at the same time, there are tribesmen yeah. in, 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 uh, in, in Africa that just go and take lions' kills. And like, no, I'm having that. Yeah, and the yeah. lions don't fuck with them. Yeah, and these aren't like hardened boxing lions or anything no. like that. These are just in the wild. This isn't like, you know, oh, they've been boxing for years. Yeah. This is just genuine. I think if you had an axe, you could probably... Right, if you had an axe, you could kill a hippo, but maybe not before the hippo kills you. Yeah, you couldn't kill a hippo you know with I mean? one shot. Not with an axe. No. You'd be hard-pressed you to kill a hippo with one weave. shot with a gun. Bob and weave, Yeah. I don't know where you bob and weave from a hippo. You'd have to, there'd have to be a tree. You'd have to be something you can move around because you're more manoeuvrable. That's what you've got on your side yeah. as far as a hippo goes. Yeah. But if it gets you at all... It would have to be a thousand tiny cuts and yeah, you couldn't be hit yeah. once. Yeah. I reckon it's, it's the bullfighting thing again, isn't it? It's, where it's, it's You have the bull in the arena and it has to be stabbed a thousand times before it goes down. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's not that many more animals I think that we could kill. We, I, don't think, I don't think there's many more animals that would. Uh, one on one, we are surprisingly vulnerable. Like, yeah, but it's all about them tools. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just it. We work well with our hands and in gangs. And just uh, throwing. I mean, that was the big thing, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, and lots of animals throw, but they don't necessarily throw with accuracy and intent to like this is what i'm gonna do yeah is throw shit no they don't throw with any purpose no yeah they'll throw things but yeah not to uh well i guess chimps throw feces yeah why don't chimps throw other stuff i mean because then you'd have to make the tool to throw it'd have to be a sharp thing that you're throwing yeah it'd have to there's lots of other process Mm. with that yeah you could kill a i think all fish have the advantage yeah. I don't think you could f- 
kill any fish. No, because like it's be you'd have to fight them in water. Because if you're like, oh, I could kill a fish, yeah. just put it over there. It's like it's already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but even if you're swinging an axe, you can't defeat no. like a no. You need shark. You d- that's why they came up with harpoons. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you came from the air into land, maybe you want to parachute you like onto the back of a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We are getting off topic, and it is—I think—it is kind of proof of the concept that as soon as you <laughs> yeah. start talking about it, you kind of start to lose everything else. <laughs> but yeah. No, oh, yeah, I think giraffe. I'd be surprised if you couldn't kill a giraffe with your bare hands. Yeah. I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if I couldn't, even though I've got—I can't use my hands very much at the moment. Mm. I reckon. I could yeah, I can't. Still... <laughs> I can't swim for more than twenty minutes, but I could kill a giraffe. Yeah, I could punch a giraffe <laughs> to death. <laughs> Uh, when I turn keys in my house, yeah, it hurts a lot. Yeah, but I could choke out a gazelle. But there is the, there is the, <laughs> there is the side of that argument which is that um, people don't really know what they could do if they had to. They only know what yeah. they what they think they might be able to accomplish. Like it's the difference between like, well, yeah, you maybe you can't run five miles. But if something was chasing you, you could probably run five miles. Like you'd find yeah, something yeah. within yourself. But you don't. There's no way to really test that without some kind well, of Hunger Games situation. Positive affirmations, right? Yeah. Choke the giraffe. You can <laughs> choke a giraffe. I am a giraffe. You can killer. break a giraffe's jaw. Yeah, I am the safari <laughs> yeah. murderer. Yeah, I can kill this crocodile with a with a thought. Something like that. <laughs> Get yourself psyched up. Yeah. Play your I don't know, a motivational song, mm. some Enya, and then just go out and <laughs> knock out that um, that deer or whatever. Yeah. Could fuck up a deer if you could catch it. Is uh, Now we're getting down cliche lines of like, will there ever be a boy born who could swim faster than a shark? No, but like, no. deer run fast. I don't think you can run as fast as a deer, but if you could rugby tackle a deer, that deer's fucked. If you, yeah, the thing, I th- as soon as you get to a territory where it's like, well, a well-trained person with a gun will sometimes miss, I'm almost certain I couldn't do it by hand. What if they like, swang in on a vine? I mean, like, when you... That'd be epic. The thing is, like, animals have this thing where if you don't kill them, they will just get away. And it doesn't matter how much pain they're in. It doesn't matter how ripped to shreds yeah, they are. Yeah. If they are able to function, they will get away. Like, I've watched videos of like something that's been attacked by a lion and it's got its insides just hanging out and it's just walking across the road it's gonna die soon but it's got like yeah, yeah. it's it's had that instinct to kind of get away unless you can actually fucking kill it on the spot you, you you're not you're not well, gonna do it in, in in i think the cage match scenario is gives us an advantage against animals like gazelles and shit like that because they can get away as you say and yeah their speed and that in a confined space you might have an advantage you can trip them up yeah that probably work yeah but like a disadvantage against a, like yeah like a, a proper predator but even then like a, like with a gazelle or some or a deer like something something that's actually cells aren't massive but they're they're big enough but deers are pretty big like have you ever mm. been headbutted by a goat that is surprisingly intimidating <laughs> surprisingly what you thought it was going to be welcoming you thought it's gonna be oh this is charming no it? but i thought it's like smack 
<laughs> I'm intimidated by this. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a loving handshake. No, no, I'm intimidated. <laughs> no, I just wasn't expecting. This, this, this is weirdly aggressive. <laughs> There's just a surprising amount of force generated there. And like you just it's yeah, you don't expect true. it. So as soon as that body starts getting bigger and bigger, like you could a deer would fuck you up. Yeah, but I, st- I I guess it's that balance thing. I think all animals have a chance to fuck you up. It's just whether you could prepare yourself for it and react properly. Yeah. Cuz like I said, I think if uh like a crocodile, right? If you were able to get on, if you were able to deal with it, you'd be fine. But if you fuck up, you're dead. It's very much yeah. a. Uh, but the side of a cro- the size a, the, with a crocodile or something like that, I feel like I can see what it's going to do. Like I can, I can, I can see its its method. And as long as I can find a way around its method, then I I can then I, I feel like I'll be all right. But with a deer or a horse, it's that that's chaos. Like that's they, I see I see I see lizards particu- more particularly chaos if than, their yeah. prime thing is to run away. Like a, a lizard mm. is like it's going to come at you and it's going to come at you face first. You know that? Like there's like there's there's nothing there's nothing really beyond that. That's that's all it's got. If you move over there it'll still mm. just come at you face first. That's what it's going to do. A deer or a, a, a horse like it, first, you're going to have to corner it, and then you don't know if it's going to kick you or headbutt you or run away again until the point where you're just fucking knackered, and this thing is still trying to run away, and then it just tramples you to Drop death. Kick. Like I, I, Drop I, kick. I feel like they're unpredictable. I don't. I, I, I think there's there's an X factor to something like that that's not really being considered in this argument. I, I still think I think the lizards are more unpredictable than the uh, grass-fed animals. Yeah. And the, the plains animals, yeah. I'm more of a plains hunter, I guess. You're more of a swamp. <laughs> I don't know. I just wouldn't. Uh... Yeah, I've never. I, I, I don't trust lizards. Lizards are like, you know... lizards are fine. I think I think they're quicker than you expect them to be, but I, I, I think they're fine. I wouldn't but, fuck with snakes. Doesn't that uh, uh, doesn't that move up towards the because crocodiles kind? Of, it's all reptile, like, re, like the yeah reptile lizardy kind of stuff. Yeah, I seem to have avoided. I'm seems like ah oh, no, they they do their own thing over there. Yeah, they're too leathery. I think more leathery than a horse. Maybe that pony. I think you kill a pony pretty easily. Oh yeah, you could. I could kill a pony. You kill a pony. Yeah, yeah. 